Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have Frank Selby, not in studio, but he's with us in spirit and on the line. Uh, Frank has his and hers uh, fly shop, and um, Frank, I'm getting anxious. He, uh, Frank, Jenny, and myself are going down to my condo in Cabo San Lucas on the 28th, and I don't know if, uh, are you going to try and do any fly fishing down there, Frank? Yeah, I'm bringing two 10 weights, one for you so you can hook a small <laughs> yellow tail. Okay, well, I don't think there's a lot of yellow tail down there right now, but uh, yeah. a Dorado. Well, we'll take, a, we'll take Dorado or small yellow fin tuna. Yeah, no, that sounds good. You know what else is fun uh, down there if you just want to go fly fishing and you're not meat fishing is uh, uh, the Sierras and also uh, the ladyfish and needlefish. I mean, they're, they're junk fish, but... You know, when they're around, they fight like a son of a gun and fly out they're of the water. So if you just want to do it for fun, maybe we'll do some of that. Okay. And then uh, last week when we had Minerva on, she said she was going to take us fishing. So I got to call her and find out if she was serious about that. And then I want to book uh, another super ponga. So we've got to, as we've said many times, when you go fishing, um, especially when you, you know, go a distance, don't just go for one day because you never know. You should have been there the day before or the day after. Yeah, I'm always the day after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, um, we're going to have a great time. We're going to start off with, um, let's see, we have Kevin at Soft Science, which is my favorite footwear. And we'll talk a little bit about that and, you know, maybe some learn some things about, you know, footwear in general. And then we have one of the premier, uh, now Frank Eddington. How did you describe him? A One of the world's best trick bow shooters in the world. Yeah. Oh, uh, wait till you hear some of the stories. Unbelievable. And it just, you know, and maybe he's going to give us some tips on, on how that works. But uh, he is an incredible. It's going to be fun. We're going to spend two segments with him. You are listening to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio. We're going to be right back. Go to fishtalkradio.com. You can listen as much as you want. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors, 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard-shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have, uh, of course, Frank, our co-host today, uh, from his and her fly shop. And then we have Kevin from, well, he's, uh, I guess he's the proprietor of uh, Soft Science, which uh, manufactures footwear. And, you know, this is not an infomercial, but I believe in this so strong. I'd like to bring him on. Uh, Matter of fact, the pair that I'm wearing right now, I don't think I've taken off. I've taken them off in the last two months. So I should probably throw them in the washer and freshen them up a little bit, you think? (laughs) That's probably a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, uh, you know, maybe you can give us some tips, not just on soft science. But, you know, in the uh, the commercial that we've got running for you, you know, it says, uh, um, you know, happy feet <laughs> you know, are a good thing to have. Yeah, and those shoes make happy feet. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But, uh, well, and, and, yeah. and, and the one thing about uh, about your feet, if your feet are comfortable, it translates all the way up to your ankles, knees, and hips. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so the, so the big thing about our, our material uh, is the fact that, that, that with the testing we have done in uh, the podiatry sector is that there's no pressure points on your foot. And so mm-hmm. that's why our materials, the company actually started in making shoes for people that had plantar fasciitis and with 
diabetic foot problems and other types of foot problems. And then we uh, we used that technology and evolved it into um, shoes that, uh, that, that basically are very supportive, very comfortable for any type of outdoor pursuits. And we do have uh, uh, shoes, and I hope you take them down. Uh, fishing with you, we do have a terrafin boot. Oh, that, uh, yeah, I've got, a, I've, got, I've got to get an order in to take some samples down. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll see if I can trade some shoes for uh, fishing. <laughs> there you go. That'd be good. Yeah. But uh, but one of the things that we found, especially in the fishing sector category, is that people stand for long periods of time. And, and one of the things that, that happens when you stand is there's pressure points that form on the underside of your foot. And that's what causes pain. And uh, and and when you stand barefoot, you know obviously that pain's really realizable because yeah. there's nothing that to take it away. Whereas our material, which is uh, uh, called Trillion, mm-hmm. and we're the only ones that use Trillion. It's it's a kind of our our. Uh, herbs and spices, special herbs and spices. Uh, nobody else uses this in the world, and it is the most comfortable material because it it doesn't necessarily conform to your foot like a lot of materials do. When when uh, you you put your foot into it, it, it kind of uh, you know forms around your foot. Mm-hmm. Our material comes up and meets the foot, and it really does. Um, it, it defines, I guess, the layers underneath the foot, and that's why uh, many people say, uh, as you were saying that they're the most comfortable shoes they've ever put on they've never taken them off we're a young company uh we you know and and uh and we're really starting to win the this uh battle of the feet uh one, <laughs> one pair feet, of shoes yeah. at a, one pair of shoes at a time yeah well it's, I'll, I'll give a quick tip something i learned the hard way is that when you're on a boat you know if you're you know you're not really comfortable in the shoes that you're wearing and you take them off don't ever do that I mean, you can. Yeah. There's so many bad things that can happen if you've got bare feet. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you, well, and, you slip, and, and, you slip, and split and break a toe, or step on a hook, or whatever it is. To, you know, don't do that. If you've got really comfortable shoes, there's no reason to take them off. Well, and and, and the, the other thing to keep in mind is that the, the fiberglass on a boat uh, can get very slick, and if mm-hmm. you in different materials, you, you can lose your footing. Uh, it, it's uncomfortable. You can mark the boat. Ours is a is a closed foam polymer, so there's no no mold or material that'll grow on the shoe, which is great, which means that when you're done, it's gonna dry really fast. We use a mesh material that allows it to dry fast, and we have water drains in it that allow mm-hmm. the water to drain quickly away from the, from your foot, and keeping your foot you know, uh, uh, free from the water, uh, you know, and draining you know, it fast is one of the keys to uh, being a comfortable shoe. Kevin, something that I've noticed is pretty strange is that when it's cold, they keep your feet warm. When it's hot, they keep your feet cool. I don't understand how that works. Well, it's, it, it, our, the material Trillion, one of the, the side, what I'd say the side benefits of it, we didn't necessarily uh, design it with this in, in play, but it's, it's, it's a BTU resistant. So it actually reflects the heat or the cool coolness that is put up against it, which is why you can have boiling water on one side of it and, you know, hot, hot or, or cold frozen water on the other side, and they don't meet in the middle, but they reflect back to each other. So if, you're, if your foot's cool, it's going to stay cool. If you're, if you're out duck hunting and you want to put, mm-hmm. you know, and, you're, and you're, you're wearing the shoes uh, or the waiter boots to mm-hmm. duck hunt, yeah. it, it'll keep your feet. It, it, and that's one of the things I've noticed is that uh, my feet, I've always had cold feet when I'm out uh, yeah. in waders. And by having uh, our waiter boots on, I never have the cold foot problem. It works, it works really well. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, just a real, a real quick story. I remember some years ago I was down on a Ponga, and the Pongarino, the captain, um, he was not, he really didn't speak any English, but, you know, he was not a really big guy, but he's pretty stocky. And he didn't have any shoes on and apparently he'd never worn a pair of shoes in his life because his his feet were as wide as they were long it was amazing they had like duck duck feet yeah you know apparently apparently that can happen if you never wear shoes at all (laughs) yeah Yeah, i guess with no support it Mm. just kind of flattens out there but the nice thing about our shoes is they, they are they are a little bit wider which is great, it, it, and we did that specifically because the podiatrist uh, recommended as we were designing shoes with them that they make them a little bit wider because your foot wants to spread out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And some of the some of the shoes that are very narrow <clears throat> can find the foot can find the foot and push the bones of the foot together. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is they but, but we do sell shoes in whole sizes, which is which is um, you know if you're a twelve and a half or whatever you move up a little bit, which also gives you a little bit more room. Uh, in 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 that in that shoe, so people with wider feet absolutely love our shoes, and, mm-hmm. and it tends to happen that a lot of people with bigger and wider feet just happen to be the ones that have a lot of foot problems yeah. Uh, as well. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if there's any tips now other than soft science. Uh, you know, if you're wearing I don't know Oxfords or you know or you know hunting boots or you know, deck sh- or deck boots or whatever it is. Um, I'm wondering if there's any any tips that you can give on what you should be wearing. Well, it, it, it really depends on what you're going to be doing. So if you're going to fly fish and you're going to be in a stream or out on the salt flats, uh, one of the things that, that we hear a lot of is you want to keep the debris out of your shoe. And a lot of times the wader boots, they don't have uh, um, kind of enough of a guard, if you will, to keep the sand out and to keep the rocks out and stuff. So you want to keep the foot protected. Uh, the other thing, is you were saying, in a boat, you want a shoe that does have some type of protection that comes up and around uh, in front of the toe and in back of the heel and stuff. Because when you're on a boat, you, you never know what you're going to step on a hook. The boat's going to pitch or roll one way or the other. You're going to stub your toe or something like that. And so you want to have something that, that, that is non-slip, and then you want to protect the foot uh, a fair amount. Because one of the things that, that um, we have really focused on is keeping people fishing longer and uh and and if your feet are killing you and which translates into back problems and knee problems and stuff like that you're not going to fish nearly as long and some of the some of the folks who endorse our shoes like hank parker and jimmy houston and stuff i I get just rave reviews from them about how they were out in their uh you know in their in their shoes they were fishing all day. They, you know, didn't have to take too many breaks. It just enabled them to fish longer and catch mm-hmm. more fish. Well, you and, do, and that's what it's all you, about. You, you do have quite an array, and I would recommend somebody go to the website and take a look around because, you know, they're for what you get, they're very inexpensive. They're not like these designer tennis shoes or something. These shoes are, right. You know, that you can get a you can get a pair for like thirty bucks, especially if you take advantage of the sales. Yeah, our most but, expensive yeah. pair of shoes is only eighty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we keep everything under hundred dollars we think it's uh, we think our materials and and our materials package is what makes the difference in Mm -hmm. our shoes and and so by having uh you know an affordable shoe it's uh, you you know and and with our material you're going to get a comfortable shoe and you're not going to break the bank let's give out the website a couple times because we're about out 
Sure. It's uh, Soft Science, S-O-F-T, Science, softscience.com. Oh, that's easy. And, uh, yeah, easy okay. enough there. And, uh, yeah, just go, go, uh, go, 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 go check it out. And I, I've got more questions about some of the other different shoes that you have that I want to take down there. But uh, we're going to have to left to let you go. Go to Soft Science. Softscience.com? Dot com. Yes, sir. Oh, Softscience.com. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Kevin. You're listening to Free Talk Hunt Radio. All righty, buddy. The best wind shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only $2,650 U.S. per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning, three cases of shotgun shells, even the tips are included. Bird season starts soon, so book your adventure today. Contact support at thegrizgear.com. That's support at thegrizgear.com. Or call 434-953-8598. That's 434-953-8598. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. 
This is John Hennigan, and we have Frank Selby on the line with us. And in a couple of minutes, we're going to have a very, very, very special guest coming on. But uh, we just got, uh, we're talking to uh, Kevin at Soft Science in you know, I feel so strongly about it. You know, I've got a couple of pair, but I think the pair that I'm wearing right now, um, I should probably throw them in a the washer. I don't think I've taken them off in, in a, about six weeks or two months. And, you know, <laughs> and they, they really don't stink that bad. <laughs> but uh, wouldn't be a bad idea because they're easy to wash. You just take the insert out and throw them in the washing machine. Uh, spray some, uh, like to spray some, some kind of a cleaner on it first, and then just wash them in there. They work out great. I but, like uh, his, uh, I like his point about it. They're a little wider because my toes always oh, get yeah. forced together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The front part of my foot is wider than the back part oh. by a lot more. <laughs> well, it, yeah, but they they are wider and they get a bit bigger, but they're not sloppy. You know, your feet yeah. don't, don't you know slop around in them. Well, but, if you uh, recommend them, I am highly well, going to trust you. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I've given some away, and I have multiple people that went off and bought some more on their own. And uh, I think for the last Christmas, a friend of mine bought like a dozen pairs to give to everybody. But, uh, um, you know, they just... You know, they, they are, you know, what you expect them to be. You won't be disappointed, I'll guarantee it. And those uh, waiters, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Those are those are pretty new. Yeah. Uh, the price point is perfect. Mm-hmm. Are you okay to talk? Are you okay to yeah, so you can, you can use them for, you know, deck shoes or, you know, stream fishing or whatever it is. And, uh, hey, you know what? Um, Frank, I think we yes. have. I think we have Frank. Would you do me a favor and introduce Frank Addington? Yes. Tell me when. Right now, he's on the line. Frank Addington, my favorite bow hunter and trick shooter. I'd like to introduce you to John. Say hi, John. Hi, Frank. Howdy, guys. You, and uh, boy, I like that accent. Where are you, where are y'all from? I live in uh, twenty three miles west of the great city of San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> Never would have guessed. <laughs> yeah. that, hey, Frank, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing a lot better. My ribs are doing a lot better. I'll be good enough to be able to pull a few nice fish in. How's hunting uh, the wild boar? Do you want to give us some tips on your wild boar in your part of the woods? You know, I haven't had time to hunt any of those rascals. I, I, I did a whitetail hunt on King Ranch a few years ago, and I saw a lot of javelina. But I'm just now, I'm hoping to have time later this year to do some hog hunting. I, I can't tell you this year about any hunting. I've been doing so many shows, <laughs> I haven't taken time to hunt yet. Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, it's it sounds yeah you can do it, but it sounds a little a uh, little scary. Uh, if you've got a two hundred pound uh, wild pig, and you better make sure you get it right the first time. You know, my seventy three year old mother has taken twenty black bear with a forty five pound bow. She's, uh, <laughs> no way. She took a, about a four hundred pound bear on her uh, at her seventy second birthday. Uh, last year up in New Brunswick, Canada. Wow. And, and Ted Nugent was in camp with them. And uh, 
He calls mom the bear whacking woman. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, well, give us first of all. Let's talk a little bit about more about you. And I've I've heard that Frank was telling me stories, and I go, no way. Uh, Frank, can you uh, describe a little bit of some of the things that uh, that Frank does, especially when he's doing demonstrations? Yeah, he takes a bow behind his back, somebody throws an aspirin, and it explodes in the air with the arrow. <laughs> Baby aspirin. That's, that's impossible. No, it is. And then he can take three arrows behind his back and pop three balloons with one pull. Oh. Am I lying, Frank? Well, you know, Frank, we're even doing three baby aspirin with three arrows now. You've got to see that. <laughs> now, that's a little hard to believe. I'll have to make the next show. <laughs> it, it's, you know, that's the one where the thrower makes the shot because if those pills leave about a quarter-size pattern, I'm going to miss. And, and you know, you guys are skeet shooters, I would assume, and I'm not shooting at all three pills. My eye is following the top pill, and I'm shooting one arrow into the top pill. The other two arrows and the other two aspirin are collateral damage. Hmm. I'm not good enough to say this arrow goes in that pill, this arrow goes in that pill. I'm watching one pill with one arrow. Well, but, but I have done that shot many, many times. Well, I'm curious because normally when you you know you're using a rifle or a, or a bow and arrow, and a lot of you know the compound bows and stuff have even have sights on them. But you can't do that with what you do. I mean, you can't sight in a pill and, and pull a trigger. Um, so how does how does that work? Well, it's it's instinctive shooting, and you know all of us have some degree of instinctive ability. And when you think about it, uh, you you guys, if you watch college football or NFL football, that quarterback doesn't have a sight on that ball. And he's using his peripheral vision, and he's watching the linemen, he's watching his the guys defending him, he's watching his receivers, he's watching a lot of things. And he's got to get that, that projectile, the ball, into a guy's hand down the field. And he simply... He's watching, he's not looking at the ball and aiming, he's watching the thrower, and he puts that ball through muscle memory into that receiver's hand. That's the same way I shoot a bow. I don't look at the bow or the arrows. I look at my target, and it's called target acquisition. I, my eye acquires the target, whether that's a turkey, a deer, an aspirin, and when my eye acquires the target, then I put an arrow headed toward that target. I don't look at the weapon at all, and it's just through repetitive shooting. I'm 50 years old, and I've been shooting 46 years now, <laughs> and I've been on the road 32 years. Wow. How many hours a day did you practice when you were your son's age? Uh, Frank, three hours a day, minimum, two to three hours every day. I didn't skip every a day. day. I remember um, the day your son, we were at Cal Powell. And we became the best of friends. You were waiting for him to be born. Yes. Remember that? Was... He kept jumping every time the phone rang around us. You would jump. Yeah, he was uh, He was born in 2006, and it, it wasn't until August. But, but when I was out there, I was a nervous wreck because, um, but, you know, I had him shooting, Frank. His name's Gus. He's 11 now, by the way. I know I, 
I had him shooting at 18 months old. <laughs> and he has shot here in Texas. He's shot for, uh, he's had the governor of the state front row at one of his shows, and he came out and he hit every target the first shot. Gus is a pretty good shooter. Your father was that way? Was your grandfather that way? Do we have four generations or three generations with both? Well, my 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 I was raised before we moved to Texas, I was raised in West Virginia and my my family were all uh mountain people. You know, they were up in the mountains of West Virginia and back then some of the hunting wasn't always uh for sport. I mean that's how they fed families back in mm-hmm. the early days. And so my great-grandfather was quite a hunter, and he was also a moonshiner. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, so he was, you know, kind of a rough-cut guy. And then my grandfather followed him into the timber business, and my grandfather was a good shot with a rifle. He never fooled with archery. My dad got into archery. Mom was uh, 13, and my dad was 15. They were dating, and my mom ordered dad his first bow. Hmm. And a J.C. Penney catalog. And well, uh, we we still have that bow on the wall. Okay, Frank, one quick question. We're going to keep you over to the next segment, but what type of a bow do you use? I shoot a Hoyt recurve bow. And can you explain what that means? Well, the recurve bow is this type bow they use in the Olympics. It doesn't have the wheels and the pulleys and the cables. It, it uh, simply, it's the limbs and the riser and the string. It's a very simple design. So it, the limbs it, have the curve on it. So it's kind of parabolic, but the at the top it, cur- it curves back out again to give you a little bit of extra spring? Yeah, it's got the recurves. Now, the longbow, you know, like the English use, that was the straight piece of wood. And I also have shot longbows, but my favorite bow I use in my shows is the recurve bow. Mm-hmm. And it's called a takedown recurve, so it will actually come apart. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, okay. So you can, how, how, about, how long is it? Well, it's 72 inches when it's all together, but it oh. breaks apart into like three equal, you know, probably 27-inch wow. deals. So, mm-hmm. so you've you transport got, it, yeah. Well, I transport two. Two go per case. So usually when I go to a show, I have two bows with me. Mm-hmm. And what about the arrows? What do you use? I use it. It's an aluminum carbon composite arrow, the material, and it's a very expensive arrow shaft, but, man, they're so accurate. Yeah, okay. And uh, they're, they're about... 30 inches long. Whoa. Well, we're, uh, again, we're getting close on time, but before we come to take a break, um, is, uh, what, what is what is the website people can find out about you? I'll just go to frankaddingtonjr.com. And Addington is, uh, I misspelled it the first time, it's A-D-D-I-N-G-T-O-N, right? Yes, sir. Frankaddington.com. And you got some really exciting stuff on there. But don't go too far because we're going to come back and maybe we'll talk a little bit about hunting and get some tips from you. Uh, Thank you. You're, you are listening to Fish Talk Hunt Radio. And we'll be right back. Go to fishtalkradio.com. You can listen to the show as many times as you want.
It's a great time to visit Lake Nascimento. Hard to pronounce, easy to find, to rest and relax this fall and winter season. Cast your line, sit back, breathe in the crisp air, and catch a fish. The resorts offer accommodations from lodges that sleep four or more, modular cabins that sleep up to eight, all fully furnished lodges with scenic views of the lake. Self-contained RV rental trailers are also available. Located midway between Los Angeles and San Francisco, the resort offers fun and adventure for the entire family. Visit NaciamentoResort.com. That's N-A-C-I-M-I-E-N-T-O Resort.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have a couple of very, very interesting people with us today. We have Frank Selby that operates his and hers fly shops, but he's he's a lot more than that. And we have, um, you know, it's almost hard to believe, uh, Frank Addington, who is known as the, that the Aspirin Buster, is that your nickname? Some people call me that, yes, sir. But, uh, you know, but shooting behind your back, someone throws an aspirin up in the air, a baby aspirin up in the air, and, and you whack it with an arrow. I mean, that's just, anyway. And you were mentioning that the way that you do that is practice, 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 because you cannot, you cannot aim at it. You just have to look at it and let your muscles, you know, know what they have to do. 
Yeah, the, the human brain is amazing. If we, I tell kids at my shows all the time, the brain's the greatest computer ever designed, mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, important to keep that computer clean of drugs and all that that'll jam it up. So mm-hmm. I'm 50 years old and I've never smoked, snorted, sniffed, inhaled, exhaled, or shot any kind of <laughs> illegal drug. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm pure proof that you can grow up and be yeah. drug free and happy. Yeah, and. Uh... Um, yeah, and, and have a sharp mind. Um, well, I wish I was the same way. I think it was, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll is when I grew up. But <laughs> <laughs> I resemble that remark. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we've been talking about the trick shooting and, and what you do, but uh, I'm sure that you use that bow and arrow for more than just uh, shooting aspirin out of the air. Oh, yes. I like the bow hunt and... Um, you know, the the thrill of seeing my little boy shoot Gus is just incredible. And, my you know, my mom and dad are both still into bow hunting. And it's kind of a family deal with us. I've mm-hmm. got a five-year-old that's ready to start now. And um, it's been a very great sport for me. Archery is a sport you can do year-round. You can, of course, hunt during the hunting season. There's indoor shooting in the winter. There's field shooting in the summer, competitive shooting. And then, of course, you know, I do a lot of exhibition shooting. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm curious. Um, can you shoot uh, um, um, winged game with an arrow? Oh, yeah, of course you can. When they're in the air. Yeah, you uh, You know, I know people that make a, make a big time out of bird hunting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I know, you know, if a turkey's on the ground, I can see you can sneak it up on that. But, you know, when a bird takes off and you pull back and and knock it down, that's that that cannot be easy to do. Well, you know, again, it goes back to instinctive shooting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking at what you're watching your target. Mm-hmm. And the... Uh, and so you can do pretty much anything you can do with, you know, with, a, let's say, something that explodes and shoots a projectile. But uh, what, what's the what's range on a bow for killing? Um, hunting, I, I limit myself to close range because instinctive shooting by its very nature is a short-range method of shooting. And I'm talking about 35 yards or closer for mm-hmm. me. Now, my father is accurate. And in his younger days, he was accurate to 100 yards with a bow. Wow. Um, but he shot extremely heavy weight. He shot about a 90-pound bow. And so he was able to stretch his shots out a little further. But mm-hmm. the typical bow hunter, you know, I would say 30 to 40 yards mm-hmm. would be max. Well, did you ever use, or, and what do you think about a compound bow? I hunt with a compound, yeah. I, I shoot it instinctive. I don't have a sight or aiming device on it, mm-hmm. but I do sometimes hunt with the compound, and I, I use it the same way as the recurve. I just pull it and draw and look at my target. I don't use a sight. Mm-hmm. If you've got listeners that want to uh, have some backyard practice techniques, one of the things I like to do when I'm teaching someone is take an arrow shaft and stick it in the bale of hay, tie, an, tie a string to the end of the arrow, and swing a tennis ball from that era, and then I randomly throw four or five arrows into the uh, surrounding area there, and they walk to the first era, spin and shoot at the tennis ball, walk to the next era, oh. spin and shoot at the tennis ball, and that's teaching them to focus and quickly assess 
how far they are from that ball. Mm-hmm. Because an instinctive shooter, I don't need to know that the guys with sights or the gals have to be able to guesstimate that they're 25 or 30 or 40 yards from yeah. their target. Well, the other thing is, if you're using a compound bow, you you know you got to sight it in. For you know what you do is you just you just go blink blink and and let it go. Yeah, it's uh, you know instinctive shooting is not ideal. I, I I all the time tell people, you know, if you're not going to put the time in, you're better off not to try instinctive to go ahead and shoot with a sight mm-hmm. and a release because you know you can take a sight and a release and get a bow sighted in pretty close. Uh, 20 yards within 30 minutes. So, you know, and then at least you know you're going to get your game. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time to master instinctive shooting so that you can go hunting with a bow without sight. Mm-hmm. I got one question for you, Frank. What was yes, the first sir, bow you used? Sir? What was the first bow you used? The first bow I ever had was a cheap fiberglass little bear bow. You know, Fred Fred Bear was a friend of our family, and I thought Fred Bear hung the moon. He was kind of the Babe Ruth of archery. He was the biggest name in the modern bow hunting. And I used a little cheap fiberglass bow. And, uh, Green that was and 1971. white. That was 1971, Frank. Green and white, right? What's that? It was a green and white fiberglass? Uh, mine was a golden, like a hand. But yeah, they made a green one. You're right. Yeah. I shot that and I my first bow was a, a Blackhawk 65 pound. Wow. But we were hunting Russian boar and uh, California wild boar. Mm-hmm. Now, just a quick question. If you're if you want to go out and uh, you think you've got the skills and you're stupid enough to try it uh, for wild boar hunting, uh, if if it's facing you, then there's then the, the bow's not going to work, is it? Uh, you can, but I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I like most of, most of the game that we shoot. Like my mother, I told you, harvested. 20 bear and some of those bear were big big bear and she was shooting completely through them but she was shooting when they were they were sideways and she was shooting through both lungs mm. so instead of the heart we tend to go towards the lungs uh, for a quicker I think it's a quicker uh, harvest on the animal mm-hmm. uh, you pop those two lungs the animal's not going to go any any distance at all yeah yeah so you always prefer that side, you know, shooting at the animal with its side mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Well, as a, Fra- go ahead. Frank, do you, uh, they still have the feather arrows with all the fluff on the back? Yeah, they, they, they the flip-flows or the regular yeah. hunting arrows? The hunting arrows. They still, some people, some of the older style folks still use the feathers most. Most of the new guys and gals use plastic veins, but um, there are still some people that are loyal to their feathers. Yeah. The only problem with feathers is if they get wet, the air isn't going to fly the same as when it's dry. I know that from early morning pheasant hunting. There was a guy over on Baker who used to make the wood shaft with the fluff 
of feathers and you got one shot in the morning and you stuck it back in the quiver for about four hours. <laughs> yeah, that was a flip flip that had those feathers that spin on the back. That was a yeah. Well what about what about the other what about the other end of the arrow, the the, the blades? But what do you use? I I shoot a, a broadhead called a muzzy. It's a razor head. Mm-hmm. And um and how wide is that? You know, I don't, I don't have that. I don't have quarters. that memorized. I think it's three quarters of an inch, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, the one I shoot, I and I don't know this. I'm on Muzzy's Pro Staff, but I don't know the actual width of those blades. I should have looked that up for you. Well, we'll do that next time. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't got to hunt in. It's been over a year since I've had any hunting. So I'm well, give us hoping. give us a couple of tips. We've got about uh, just a, a short time left, but the different types of tips, you know, whether you're target shooting or you're hunting or you got a you know a um, you know cutting tip or either or one just for penetration. Well, are you talking about practice tips or talk about With the, the different the different types? Well, you've got a field tip, which is your lead tip that you practice with. Mm-hmm. And then there's new tips on the market called expandable heads, and they are folded up, and they don't open until impact. So it flies. Instead of those airplane wings, the blades are kind of like airplane wings, so you've got to kind of fight in a broadhead. Right. But those expandables don't open until they hit the game. Now, I personally personally prefer a fixed blade Mm -hmm. myself, but but my dad and I know how to tune the bow. Yeah. for a solid, you know, solid well, the, blade. Yeah, if you get something that looks like wings, it would change the aerodynamics and maybe the make it look more difficult to follow the straight path. But uh, anyway, we're going to have to wrap this one up. Now, um, I didn't ask you that before, uh, Frank Addington, but we have another segment that's only about three and a half, four minutes. Do you have the time to hang around? Sure, I've got a few oh, more great. minutes. But. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see if we can wrap it up and find out what questions have not yet been answered. But you are listening to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio. You can go to fishtalkradio.com and go on the website. On the front page is today's uh, show, and you can they're all archived. You can go back as far as you want. So we appreciate you doing that. And uh, if there's anything you want from us or any questions, uh, you know, just, uh, just let us know. This is John at fishtalkradio.com. Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. 
Download the free Reno Violas Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and with us is Frank Selby from His and Her's Tackle Shops. And we have the world's foremost trick bowman, I guess. Is that, is that the right word? A trick shooter that is, you know, the stories, I believe it, but it's very, very hard to believe. I mean, just uh, behind your back, pull an arrow back. And have someone throw a baby aspirin in the air and, and, and you whack it. That doesn't even seem possible. But he does it, on, you know, like 99 out of 100 times. But um, anyway, we're back with Frank and Frank. So um, I don't know. Where were we, Frank? We were Somebody? talking about bow hunting for uh, carp and fish hunting with a bow. Oh, okay. A little bit. Okay. Frank doesn't do much of that. I used to do it when we got paid at Big Bear Lake. 50 cents a fish and yeah. if anybody's out there remembers that I'm I'm telling you you're getting too old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know something we well, haven't Frank, talked about guys I got a Is good quick, question maybe. yeah Frank what would be the perfect age to start your son or daughter bow shooting hmm I, I started Gus could you hear that 18 months yeah I started my son Gus at 18 months now 18 months I've got my hand holding the bow. I've got the other hand looped around him. And my hand is not only holding the bow, my other hand is actually pulling the string and controlling it. But I'm letting him put his fingers on the string 
so that he feels what's going on. And then I say, okay, Gus, let go. He would let go. I would look to make sure he was clear. Then I would let go. So I'm actually controlling the shot. And then at about two or three months later, he would be drawing the string by himself, but I still would have my other hand on the bow controlling mm-hmm. where the arrow went. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I let just I didn't touch the bow at all, and he was doing it all. I mean, it, it seemed like a sad day for me because he didn't need that anymore. <laughs> yeah. But uh, th- that was, he was about 22, 23 months old wow. when he was shooting on his own. Um, I started at four years old. But the important thing is go to a pro shop, get them tested their eye dominancy, right, right eye, left eye, and then get them set up properly. And uh, now we've got a, my, my youngest son is just now ready to shoot. He's five. He wasn't ready at 18 months. He just wasn't ready. He's now interested, and I don't push him. I let them kind of come to me and say, hey, I want to try it. And that's that's the way I, you know, I get them to do it, because if you push it on them, they're not going to want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing we didn't talk about in the interview today is the importance of equipment maintenance. Oh, yeah. Especially, especially these people that travel all over the United States on a big game hunt. And you go on an eight or $10,000 hunt, it would make sense to me that you, A, take two bows, and B, that you have some knowledge of how to tune a bow, how to change a string if you need to, um, where your bow is tuned, what extra parts you need. There's all kinds of equipment maintenance you need to be able to mm-hmm. be aware of and do in the field. Good point. Good point. Okay, well, we are going to have to wrap it up here in, in a little bit, but uh, I just want to say, you know, thanks to both of you, and, uh, and especially Frank Addington, and it is uh, frankaddington.com, right? FrankAddingtonJr.com. Yeah. com, And you go to that website and you can see what a good-looking guy he is and, and stuff that he does and some videos. Absolutely incredible. It's, well, you know, it, it's, I believe it, but it's unbelievable. Well, the other thing I want to tell you guys, you need to have your young people meet Frank Selby because that guy has a passion for fly fishing, and he is the best. Okay. Not just because he's my friend. I believe that. Well, we're going to go down to uh, Cabo at the end of the month, and he's taking a fly rod for me, so we'll see how that works out. Well, he's the master. Okay. Be great. My sister said to tell you hi when she heard that you were going to be on. You were, She said you only chipped the first one and you weren't happy, so you made him throw a second one. Uh, okay. All right, that's it. We're out of here. Listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it.